You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a brown belt who trains at Deep Water BJJ located in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, Drew Mees. Hey, what's up, Lamar? How you doing, man? Man, how is it going, sir? It's good, man. All good. You know, just uh, you know, living the life one day at a time here, so... Um, yeah, I do have to say, uh, thank you a lot for, you know, doing the podcast that you do. Um, it's been a kind of a big thing for me just listening to it and, you know, kind of hearing the, the everyday person's, you know, perspective on jujitsu. There's a lot of different perspectives out there, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah, for sure. Definitely um, grateful to be able to hear a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you can always find, you know, like the big name perspectives, right? Like you can go out and find Gordon Ryan or um craig jones or nicky rod or like you know anybody any of the big coaches you can go out and find but you know and it's valuable to listen to that stuff too but mm-hmm. i also find it like extremely valuable to listen to you know just normal people talking about it right you know especially from a business perspective and like as a coach you know oh, it's yeah. kind of you know it's really good to just to hear different perspectives um you know that's one thing i'm real big about is perspective and context when it comes to anything in life so um i really like listening to all the people right you know for example, I was just listening to you talk to a blue belt female. Her name was Blue. Yes. All right. I was just listening to that. All right. And like how inspiring that was just to listen to, you know, just listen to, to an average person come into it who didn't want to do anything or didn't didn't want anything to do with jujitsu when she first started. And then by the end of the podcast, you know, it's like 45 minutes. By the end of it, she's like, yo, I'm about to go to Worlds. I'm yeah. About to go to I'm about to win everything. You know, and I was like, yo, that is so awesome, man. Just listening to somebody like that. Um, you know, just listen to somebody like that talk. You know, it's, you know, inspirational and it's awesome to listen to. Um, and I, I definitely have to thank you for that. Right. Oh, man, I appreciate so. it, dude. That's and that's what I exact like listen to her story um and basically everybody else uh really um but yeah it's just uh that feedback of everybody's like oh you know it's it's good to hear people who's like you know just normal everyday people uh coming on the coming on the show talking about jujitsu that's like you know not super famous not no world-renowned uh athlete they're just average everyday nine to fivers and they just love jujitsu yeah for sure man like i i I think I th- think about, you know, when I was th- listening to Blue, I was thinking about uh, like something that I really like to try to put into my life. And it's um, kind of like a quote from Joe, uh, Jim Valvano, like the famous uh, basketball coach for North Carolina State in the 80s. Um, and he had like before like, he had cancer and he went up and he had a, um, a big speech that he did. And in the speech, he talked about, you know, there's three things that everybody should experience every single day in their life. And that's laugh. You should laugh, you know, have fun laugh um you should think okay you should think critically you should you know really dig into your thoughts you know that's really important and then every single day you should also have like your emotions move to tears okay in some type of way it doesn't have to be bad tears it could be like tears of inspiration or happiness or something like that so you know he said every day if you can get all three of those in one day um you're, you've had a pretty complete day um and just listening to a 45 minute podcast i mean that brought like all of that to me you know, and I was able to kind of have a full day just by listening to that. So, um, yeah, it's awesome, man. You know, I love it. Man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, man, let's let's get it 
get the ball rolling, man. If you want to formally introduce yourself again, and uh, let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Yeah, like you said, uh, my name is Drew Meese. Uh, I train out of um, Deepwater Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu underneath uh, my two coaches are Scott Cook and Cameron Mitchell. Um, you know, I've been training Jiu-Jitsu proper for about, you know, like officially training Jiu-Jitsu for a little over seven years. Been a brown belt for about a year and a half. Um, I think I remember you talking about like your lineage and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I feel like it's something we don't dig into a lot, but mm -hmm. uh, I think you came from a, from the, the, like a Gracie side branch of lineage as well. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's ultimately where it traces back to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I know that we trace back through like uh, the Hicks and Gracie side of the branch. I think you said a different, uh, Gracie that you, you know, that you ultimately trace back through, um, I don't know if you remember or not for it. Yeah, we st it goes from um I'm about to get in trouble cuz I should know this uh off the top of my head. It gets uh, confusing, man. There's a lot of names. <laughs> a lot of names you got to remember in that. Yeah, so uh yeah, so you know, my instructor who's uh you know, Zachary Holston, his mm -hmm. instructor is Joe Mawera who got his Black, uh, yeah, he got his black belt from Grandmaster uh, Francis, Francisco Monsoor, and he was trained by Helio and uh, Royce Gracie. I got you. Okay. And then, you yeah, know, so. obviously Carlos, and then we can go back a little further. But yeah, yeah that's where yeah, it kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. stemmed off at. Yeah, I know for me, my two coaches, Scott and Cam, they got their, uh, they got their black belts from uh, Professor Brad Court, who's a fourth degree black belt out here um, in Pennsylvania. And he got his black belt from Lloyd Irving. And then, you know, it kind of runs back through Lloyd Irving. With Leo Dalla, George Pereira, um, and then Hicks and Gracie, I believe, and then you just run it back through the Hicksy or through the Gracie um, lineage there. So mm -hmm. I know we have we have like split off from Team Lloyd Irving, so we're no longer a part of that. We're underneath Tac Team um, BJJ. That's like our competition team that we're under now. So anytime somebody's out there and they see Tac Team BJJ, uh, you know, running it in a tournament, that's that's the team that you know I'm ultimately coming from. Okay, uh, with me, so. Uh, but one of the crazy things about jujitsu is, um, I don't know, like when, when is the first time that you heard about jujitsu in your life? Like what was the first time you heard, you know, the word jujitsu or you understood what jujitsu was? How long did it take? Um, I think when I first heard it was around usually like everyone who comes on the show, you know, the first UFC, um, you know, uh, watching the tapes on that, and then you start hearing the name Gracie pop up all the time, and you know, I would always hear like you know Royce Gracie Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Never really like looked looked into it, you know, until like, um, oof, I don't know, maybe about I I want to say about ten years ago. When okay. I, like really, yeah, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, but. Yeah, around that time, I was like really, you know, infatuated with um, martial arts a little bit more heavy because I used to watch kung fu movies a lot when I got younger. But when I got older, mm -hmm. I got interested in doing it. And you know, usually when I, like when I was growing up, you always hear like karate and taekwondo schools, and yeah. it was like you know, eh, that was that was cool. But I was like, I really didn't like vibe with doing karate or taekwondo for some reason. But then. Fast forward, uh, you know, jujitsu started getting pop more and more popular. Uh, catch wrestling started getting more and more popular. Then, like, you know, UFC just kind of, like, just took off and blew up from there. So everybody started opening MMA schools at this point. 
Okay. Um, so it was kind of around that time where it was like I really started to fall, you know, really, really like start learning about jujitsu. And then when I actually started learning it, that's when it like everything like took off. Yeah. So it sounds like we're almost on the same timeline as far as like when we were kind of introduced to it. It's weird because I grew up a pretty um, active three sport athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was always in football from the time I was five until through high school and even after high school. I was always in football, wrestling, baseball, you know, pretty active three sport athlete in competition all the time. And it's weird that, you know, I, I never really grew up around martial arts outside of wrestling, which I don't know. Some people consider wrestling a martial arts. Some don't. Um, I do. But, you know, outside of that, like I was never really exposed to like karate or anything like that as a kid. Um, and it it. It wasn't until I went into the army after high school. That's that's like the first exposure that I got to even jujitsu. It's just crazy. I was around sports my whole life, and I never really heard about like jujitsu or even MMA. Like I never even heard about MMA until after like I got out of high school. And like a time perspective, I'm 32 years mm-hmm. old, born in 1990. So you know, a lot of my youth was taking place in like the mid to late 90s, early to mid 2000s. Yep, same um, year. Yeah, right. You know, same same kind of deal. And, you know, I talked to my coaches about it. And I was like, yo, was there anything in the area like when, you know, during this time frame? And they're like, nah, like it was basically just training out of people's garages until like almost 2010, 2011, like up, up until that range. So, you know, now I kind of understand why I never heard anything about it. But um, yeah, I'm, I, it, I just look back and I'm always kind of um, dumbfounded how I never heard about any of this stuff until I was basically an adult almost yeah, at that point. So, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just crazy, you know. And I, I remember um learning about a little bit about because in the army we learn about uh the, the modern army combatives program. You know, mm-hmm. and that's basically now that I look back at it as like a pretty um you know pretty well seasoned brown belt at this point. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, man, that was like kind of some some whack white belt jujitsu, right? You know, some like really sloppy jujitsu that was taking place that we were learning. Um but yeah, I mean, even going into like the UFC, I remember my first UFC card or MMA card that I watched. It was, and this will date it for, for people listening. Like it'll date it. It was Houston Alexander versus Kimbo Slice. That was the first fight that I had ever watched. Really? As far as like MMA or anything goes. So what's that? Like two, 2009, 2010. All right. And then once I started digging into it, right, you know, I started figuring out about jujitsu a little bit more. Started watching the old school UFC things, kind of like you, you know, picking up on jujitsu a little bit more. And um, I don't know. There's like an expression that I hear within like the jujitsu world sometimes. And I don't know if you've heard it, but it's, you know, the hardest part about the jujitsu journey is taking like the first step through the door to actually start it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard that. You know, I know there's a lot of holes people can poke in that. You know, it's hard. You know, you got injuries and you got like relationship fallouts and all. There's all kinds of stuff throughout your your journey that are going to be really difficult. But, um, you know, I've definitely heard a lot like f- coming in, coming in through the door can be one of the hardest steps to to actually do to start, you know, for the first time. Um, yeah. And that, that, that was definitely true for me. All right. I don't know why it was true for me exactly, but it was, you know, it was probably the summer of 2010. I was in the army. You know, I kind of was like, yo, I'm going to try this jujitsu stuff out. All right. So I found a school. I was stationed at Fort Gordon in Augusta, Georgia, and I found a school. I hit them up, um, got a consultation, got a got, got my first class scheduled. All right. That day came, you know, like the day before 
the first day of school, you lay out your clothes and you're like, man, I'm gonna be looking good tomorrow. Right. You yeah. know, so I kind of had the same thing with my outfit. Like I was all, I had my workout outfit going. I was all ready to go. All right. I remember getting off duty that day, got home, put my stuff on, made it there. I remember the gym. I can't remember the gym's name, but it was in like a little strip mall. And I got there a little early, parked, looked through the window. And I remember like seeing the class. All right. And then everybody had like their kimonos on, their geese, right? You know, they all had them on. They were doing these these weird movements that I'd never seen before. All mm -hmm. right. Like, they were bowing to each other. I was like, man, this is looks, you know, pretty weird. Like I I'm 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 looking at it and I'm like, as I started watching it more, I was like, man, I feel really unprepared to go in here. Like I had done no research to like what do I call people? Like, are there titles that I need to know? You know, what what movements do I need to know? I was like, man, I feel pretty uh pretty unprepared to do this so it's like i started getting cold feet but you know i got like five minutes before you know like it was one minute before it's time to go in and i'm like you know what i'll go do some research and i'll come back i just booked it right i put it in reverse and got out of the parking lot and i was like i'll just come back you know like whatever you know and i, I remember i scheduled another consultation and i i didn't even make it home before i made a decision i was like you know what i'll just do it some other time all right and you know when that other time was that oh. other time came so this was summer of 2010. That other time came in the fall, in October of 2015. That's when the next time came. So it took five years oh, for wow. me to finally take that first step into a jujitsu gym, right? You know, I had a lot of responsibilities and stuff going on. So, you know, but ultimately, I mean, that saying, I mean, that held true for me, right? The hardest part was actually getting in there, right? Because coming from a competitive background, um, once I was in there, it's uh it was pretty easy right like there's no I, I was in love with it right away you know once i got in there but it just took a long time to get there right so uh if there's anybody else out there who's had something similar to that similar to that just know that you know there's other people also just like you you know and i'm one of them so definitely you know, that took, took me a long time to get there man but i'm finally there you know and i've been uh been training for about a little over seven years now uh, i've been a brown belt for a little over a year and a half mm -hmm. and uh, you know, you've had some people on your podcast that I've listened to and there's another saying, right? You know, jujitsu saved my life, right? And you've had oh, some yeah. people on your podcast that for sure, I, like I listened to their stories. They talked about being addicted to things before they got into jujitsu. And I think for them, that saying jujitsu saved their life definitely, you know, can apply. But for me, I wouldn't say jujitsu saved my life, but like it unquantifiably made my life better. Mm -hmm. All right. Like there's no, there's no, no doubt in my mind that getting into it made my life better. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, helped me meet a lot of cool people. All right. It's helped me gain confidence. Um, I learned a new language through it. Okay. Not just the language of jujitsu, but you know, I ended up learning Portuguese through it. All right. Nice. And I was able to, you know, really, you know, come away with that skill. Um, been able to train with, learn from, compete against, you know, some of the best people in the world at jujitsu. And, you know, that's been really awesome. And it's also allowed me to travel to Brazil now 10 separate times to like train, compete, you know, learn the culture, you know, like it's been pretty cool, like getting down into the motherland of jujitsu and kind of, you know, seeing how the Brazilians do it. That's, um, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, no, I've been enjoying the enjoying the journey so far. I'm still working. I'm still pushing towards my black belt. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's been it's been awesome so far. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of a nice little introduction to you know where I got to today. 
yeah. from it. Gotcha. But like, um, I was it was crazy. I was just talking to my uh my wife about this uh, a couple of days ago. Just kind of had a like a little reflection moment, if you will. Um, cause I got my I got my brown belt back in uh, October. Okay, it's like the yeah beginning of October. So wait, is it October or November? Oh, I want to say October. Either either way, anyway, that's that's not the here or there. But um, yeah. So I got that, and then um, just thinking about like you know uh, the fact that I'm an assistant instructor, um, just, just kind of like bouncing off the idea of like you know opening up my own school. Uh, me and my instructor talked about it. Me and a few of my tra- mm-hmm. other training partners talked about it, and uh, just thinking, I was like, man, uh, just thinking like in these like this span of five years that I've been training. I went, okay. I went from like the lowest on the totem pole, like the new guy, mm-hmm. to being the second highest ranked uh, student in the school and also an instructor. Yeah. And it still blows my mind because I'm like, okay, what, what happened? Like, when did this five years just come and go? Like, I still can remember the first day I walked on these mats. Like you said, don't everyone's, uh-huh. you know, got their geese on you know moving weirdly and doing all this crazy stuff and i'm just sitting here looking like i look like an idiot okay (laughs) you know so i'm looking like man i don't i don't know man but you know the the atmosphere and it's like the fact that you know i've always wanted to learn a jujitsu i mean learn a martial art so i was like you know what i try mma which is cool i tried karate um and a couple other forms of martial art i was like this time I do have the time to actually like commit to it a little bit more than I used to. So I was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's try it. And okay. I kept going. I kept coming back. And then I was next, thing you know, I was on Amazon ordering a gi, mm-hmm. paying for tuition. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> I feel you, man. Like all, 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 all of a sudden, I mean, I started out, I was just a one gi type of guy, right? Just yeah. One, and then eventually it ripped. It actually ripped. My pants ripped out the day before I got my blue belt, you know? So, like, I was like, man, like, now I got to get a new gi all of a sudden, you know? So, I just had one gi all the way up through blue belt, probably another gi all the way through blue belt. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. During the pandemic, man, all that, you know, all of a sudden I had this money to spend all over the place, you know? And then I was like, man, I, I just bought a whole bunch of gis, you know? Like, now, all of a sudden, I got, like, 20 geese sitting in my freaking closet, you know? You know, so it went from like one or two to twenty real quick. Oh you know, man, it becomes I, a little obsession. I am on my way. <laughs> I am on my way. I think. Um, I think when, like when I started, yeah, I bought the one gi. Then after time went on, I maybe bought like two, three more. Uh, then two of them were like kind of bad quality, so I just ended up chucking those away. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, now nah, man, I'm just. You know, every day I'll scroll through Amazon or eBay and look at gis like. Yep, this is about to be this is about to be bad because I want more geese, uh-huh. and I got I think yep. I got like a total of like six or seven geese now, but I'm like, nah, man, I need more. This is not enough. Yeah, this is, yep. this is no, not I'm, enough. I'm, I'm over here thinking about selling some geese over here because I'm like, man, I got too many over here. You know, I need to <laughs> maybe lighten the load a little bit. You know, I don't even get to use all of them. Yeah, we'll so. talk. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can get we can get together after this. Anything's possible for the right price, you know. Uh, right, of so. course, of course, of course, of course. So, yeah. um, so you compete, correct? Yeah, you know, I, I was, look, 
I don't know. There's a couple different like ways that people get classified in jujitsu. I don't really like classifying people. I think we're all just kind of the same, but, um, you know, just trying to do this jujitsu thing, but mm -hmm. I'm probably like a casual competitor, you know, like I just done a lot of competitions, you know, I, you know, I try to keep a pretty balanced life. You know, I got a family life. I got a work life that I love. I love both of those and I also love jujitsu. So I just try to, you know, keep a pretty good balance. So definitely like a casual competitor, you know, I like to challenge myself, you know, in some of the bigger tournaments. I haven't done worlds yet. You know, I want to do worlds. That's for sure. Um, haven't been able to do it yet. Just doesn't line up with my work schedule to, to get off during that time of year. Mm. But, um, yeah, I do a, yeah, a lot of different competitions. You know, I've done five separate competitions down in Brazil. You know, oh, wow. I'm still, I want to go down there and do the Brasileiros down in Brazil. I think that would be pretty cool. Like their national tournament. Um, you know, that's definitely on the bucket list so far. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot of those, a lot of tournaments, a lot of, um, like super fights, one-on-one -on -one super fights, you know, it's got, got some stuff out there and I've been able to, you know, compete against some really good people inside of jujitsu. You know, I got matches against, uh, Hennon Cruz, who, you know, was one match away from placing at black belt worlds. You know, I was being able to compete against him twice. I was able to compete against, uh, Pedro Henrique Machado from ring BJJ. I think he trains for Ados now and he just took third place at black belt worlds. So mm. been able to, uh, you know, get competition experience against him, you know, at, at the purple belt level. And yeah, just being able to, you know, get, get a lot of competition experience in both gi and no gi. I'd probably say I compete in gi more, mm -hmm. which is, I don't know, some people might think that's weird because I you know, have a pretty extensive wrestling background. So, you know, people think wrestling, no gi, but I don't know. There's something about the gi that just, I like the challenge of it. You know, I like, there's like all this, like you have to, you know, somebody wraps you up with the lapel and then you have to find a way to unwrap yourself from the lapel. You know, that, that like challenge kind of gets me, you know, and I like the, you know, people get pant grips and like different grips they can get. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's like a little, um, little game that's, you know, getting played and I like to try to fit, you know, try to solve it. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I love gi. That's, you know, that's like predominantly what we train, uh, at, at my school. Yeah. But, same at mine. Yeah. But, uh, as of recently, just kind of been playing around with no gi and I'm like, I can see the if I can see the factuation with it. Yeah, I mean it's probably like if, if for sure if if jujitsu is going to become like a I don't think it can become mainstream, but I think it could become a lot better mm -hmm. towards mainstream. And if it is, it's going to be from nogi because you know a little bit more excitement with the movement going on there. Yeah. You know, the average person doesn't really like. And look, I go to jujitsu competitions all the time, and that's another thing we could talk about is sport jujitsu. And kind of my dislike for sport jujitsu, even though I compete in it, uh -huh. um, you know, because like the rule sets and like how people don't get hit for stalling when I think they should uh, within it. So, you know, you see those those gi matches, right? And then people, you know, at the black belt level and people just get in the 50-50 position and they just kind of sit there and they play like this rock, this rocking chair game with each other. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, why did I just sit sit here for 10 minutes and watch you guys like rock back and forth with each other? But, and then the last 30 seconds, they all, they go crazy. And I was right. like, yo, we could have just had a 30-second match. And, like, that could have been it. <laughs> you know? And you, you guys went after it. So, yeah. You know, I was um, – yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way at our school. Like, we, we're mostly a, a, a gi school. So, maybe that's, like, a little bit of why I, I you know, like to compete in the gi a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, you know, I'm just super excited to keep moving forward. Um you know, with the competitions and hopefully one day, like I said, get into that, that world level of competition. I've already competed against people who are at the world level, but 
I'd like to actually go to Worlds. I think that'd be a cool experience to to get into. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, um, that's one of the awesome things about jujitsu. Period. You know, and I think somebody else talked about this on your podcast. It's you know how you can, like, if I want to, I can just go find like one of the best people in the world, and I can go just join the competition and and compete against them if I want to. Like, what other sport can you do that at like the professional level? Like, you just can't do that. I can't just. And I think someone said this exactly. Like, I can't just be like, yo, I'm going to go challenge LeBron James at basketball one on one. You know, and it was like, yo, you can do that in jujitsu. Like, it, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy that you're able to go do that. And if you don't want to challenge him like that, you can go train with him, you know, and that's freaking awesome. You know, I've been able to do a lot of that training with um, some really big name people, you know, and just being on the mats with them. That's, you know, something awesome that jujitsu has that not a lot of other sports have. Yeah, you know, definitely. And um, I was um, talking to my uh, talking to my training partner, I, I well training partner slash coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, but uh, Brian, he was like the first guest. Yeah, he was like my first guest. So okay. um, so he's the he's the other brown belt at our school, and we like you know we just been thinking about like the responsibilities that we have at the school. Um, being both assistant instructors and I was, you know, we was randomly talking about competing and he was talking about like, you know, he would compete, but he'd rather coach. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> here's an idea. Uh, you yeah. be my coach and I compete. So he's like, you know, all right, cool. But, um, nice. it's, it's crazy. Cause we're not, no, we're not a big competition school. Well, we're not a comp- competition school at all, but, uh one of the other guys that was on the show uh lear i met him through one of the uh like jujitsu facebook groups uh Mm kind of chatted with him a little bit uh he was on the show too and you know i just reached out to him i'm like hey man you know i want you know i'm looking for you know just to come get some you know different you know different bodies and everything else because i know they are competition school Mm -hmm. he's like yeah man you know we train this day, this day, this day, you know, come on down. So I was like, okay, well, cool. How much is, you know, how much is dropping fee? He's like, don't worry about it. Mm, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, cause a lot of, not, you know, a lot of schools might not be that way, but mm-hmm. you know, it's cool that we you know we've had that, we you know, we, we made that connection where it's like, if he was to say, Hey bro, you know, if y'all don't open mass, I would love to come. I'm like, yeah, man, sure. Come on. Or if y'all doing a class or so, yeah, you know, sure. Come on. So him just to be able to, you know, just extend and open his arms. Like, yeah, man, we, you know, we got a competition class on Saturdays, man, you know, come through. So nice. Yeah. I mean, that's one big thing with cross training. You know, I, for the most part, I'd probably say like 95, 96% of my training happens at my home school. And then, you know, whenever I'm getting ready for a competition, you know, a couple weeks out, you know, whenever I'm getting ready for, especially like a, a bigger competition that I think is more important to me, like it holds more value to me. I'll start going out and I'll cross train. I'll drop in at little open mats around the area. Um, I'll go, I'll even drive down towards Philly and, and find some places to go. You know, like that's like an hour and a half away from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just find different bodies to start trying my stuff against. Right. You know, there's like a different thing between rolling and then going out and competing. Right. You know, and, you know, just you having to challenge yourself against somebody who you don't know their game. That's, uh, completely different you know it's a completely different thing you know you get so used to being at your home gym and everybody knows each other's stuff and it's a little yeah. hard to uh it's a little hard to simulate competition when you guys know each other's stuff you know mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, i'm a big believer in cross training um 
and I, I definitely like going out and you know finding different places and like you just said like anytime you go to a competition school or not a competition school but a, a competition in general you end up finding somebody there and you end up meeting like a, a connection and you're like man like let's go train in each other's schools like it's almost it happens almost every single time i yeah. go out to a competition i meet someone new and before we know it we're at each other's schools training you know, and it's, you know, an awesome thing about, you know, the sport, you know, it's, I, I guess a lot different than how it started where you hear all these stories about people being like, nah, you can't go cross train, you yeah. know, you're not allowed to do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a big, you know, disservice or disrespect to it, you know, and I don't know. I think that's a little insecurity, you know, and, and on the part of people like, Hey, if you're, if you're confident in your product that you're putting out there, um, you shouldn't have any problems with people cross training. Right. Around. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're, we share a common goal you know it's just to sit down and be able to do jujitsu like why why all the secrecy you know yeah for sure because you know? i mean i guess the granted because you will you know you probably do have those people who do like dojo storm and try to like beat up everybody but not everybody's like that you know and no for sure yeah and i've always thought about that like just how funny it would be just to drop in at a random school and just rock a white belt and just rock you know just go in there and just roll with people and you know to see their face see their faces and be like yo what's going on man like that white belt he's how's he just beating up all of our purple belts you know out of nowhere you know like i, I see those videos and yeah, i'm was, like I can't remember the, pretty funny i can't remember the guy's name but he's a white belt i mean he's a black belt but he did that maybe like a couple years ago where he yeah. visited school and you know threw in a white belt and just rolled with everybody and he's like yeah you know he's pretty good for a white belt and i'm like you know, they're asking <laughs> him like where he trained like oh he trained kung fu but yeah, they, they yeah, taught, yeah, yeah. Like you know, some form, you know, some uh, wrist locks and stuff like that. I was like, wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> that yeah, it's hilarious. pretty funny seeing that. You know, like one thing I'm interested in from you and like uh, just listening to different people is like how pe how different people operate mm -hmm. within jujitsu. You know, mm -hmm. everybody got like different class structure and different promotion structures and all that stuff. So, you know, it's been really nice, like just hearing different people and how they go through things inside of jujitsu. You know, and how everybody's journey is not the same, you know, and like that that's that's really nice to listen to. Like for 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 you, for example, you said that you you test for your belt, right? Like there's an actual formal test. Correct. For the belt. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a couple schools that have that. Like my school, we don't have we have tests, like formal tests for our uh for the stripes on our white belt. And then once you get to the color belt, um, I mean we're not really the biggest school, you know, we probably have about 150 200 people but every, every it's, it, that's not really that big you know compared to a lot of schools uh, and you know it's probably like a medium-sized school i would say medium to smaller size school and i i've been to gyms that are kind of more like yours where it's like 20 or less people i've also been to those ones and those ones are cool to go to as well i like going you know it's like a big camaraderie like you know everybody's like a brother to each other brother and sister to each other mm -hmm. you know in those schools for sure but you know we don't really do that so we have like just uh and just few enough people so like you know the coaches can really get like one-on-one -on -one time with everybody and you know they they judge you know based off of you know what they see your progress is uh through the color belt ranking so there's not there's not necessarily a, a formal test to go to your next color belt but we do have a pretty nice shark tank that i really love to do um you know so we get in there for our for our promotion day right it's like you remember waking up as a kid or something like that and you had I don't know something really you know exciting that you wanted to do uh -huh. all right so like for example like hey we're going to the amusement park today you know and like 
you know, you're all amped up and excited. That's what promotion day is like for us. So everybody gets in there, whoever's getting promoted that day, they don't know ahead of time. You know, it's just, you know, complete shock to them when they get it, you know, they get called up in front of everybody. They don't get their belt yet. They don't get it tied around them yet. You get to hold it. You got to put it down. Once everybody's up there to get their belts, you put it down off to the side. The people who are getting promoted get in the middle. All right. And then for an hour and a half, every two minutes, you get a fresh person in on you. All right. And like, you know, nobody's trying to hurt each other. We're rolling hard, you know, but no one's trying to hurt each other. We're just having fun, you know, and it's like a nice experience where you get tested physically and like mentally, like, you know, you get kind of pushed to your limits. And then, you know, once you survive through that, you get the belt wrapped on you and, you know, and you really feel like you earned it after that. Right. So, you know, not only are the coaches kind of, um, watching you like throughout your time and your progress there. But once they feel you're ready, you get to go through that shark tank, right? And it's an hour and a half roll with a new person every two minutes. And, you know, it's like the funnest time of the year. We're having fun. We're sitting down there, you know, taking selfies with everybody while we're choking them out. You know, like it's, it's, the, it's like the best time of the year doing that. You know, and that's, I also wonder when I see tests like yours um, and I've never seen your test, but I'm like, I'm, I'm interested in that also. You know, I like, I like seeing that. There's something about that that also interests me. Um, you know, it seems like it's also like its own separate type of struggle, you know, that you have to go through, like a mental and physical struggle that you have to go through. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> our our test is it's, it's, it's strenuous. It's a strenuous test because uh, you, you, you know, you go through this, this, this journey and you're, you know, you're learning everything. You're you know, trying to piece together your game and everything else like that. And when it comes to like your tests, we have a set amount of te uh, techniques you have to show from uh, top, bottom, uh, turtle, back, and so on and so forth. Mm. And you know this stuff. Like, you know how many arm bars you can do from side control, from top mount, from here, 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 there. But yeah. it's something about when you are testing and you have to show these techniques and you're like, okay, what do I show first? Okay, let me show my arm locks. And then you're just going and you're mm -hmm. going and you're going. And for some odd reason, you start drawing a blank. And it's weird because, like, I know this stuff. Like, I know this stuff on the back of, like, you know, on, like, the back of my hand. But as soon as we start testing, your mind just goes somewhere else. Right. So it's yeah, like, oh, it's, it's like, it's like crap, man. So, okay, 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 okay. Think, 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 think. So for brown belt, it was 35. Yeah, 35 uh, techniques from top and, you know, top, bottom, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just going. I'm just going. I'm freaking out. I'm like, man, I can't remember nothing, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I just stopped. Okay, where I'm at? He's like, oh, you've been done. I was just enjoying the show. So it was like, <laughs> oh, it was like, oh, okay, crap. But yeah. After right is there's so much to pick from right yeah. like you might have in your head a hundred different techniques and you're like man like i'm just losing myself within my own mind you know what techniques am i doing here you know so i i can see that being like a little mental struggle for sure but it's because I, I think it's just because like uh you got so many eyes on you ah uh, so you have people watching you while you're yeah, taking so the test because yeah so it's like a, this is like you know a class day so we'll know like okay you know you know, blah, 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 is testing Thursday. So when you guys come in, you know, if you want to participate, just sit on the side, just come in, don't interrupt, because more than likely we are going to be testing, you know. So, yeah, you got, like, 
well, my school is small, so we got like you know eight or nine eyes on us, and we're you know ramming out this test and being put through the paces, man. But at the end of at the end of it, man, it, it's you're tired, you're dead. You might as well say it's a mm-hmm. you know it's like a two hour you know gauntlet because like I said, you show techniques. Then we have uh-huh. a self defense uh, self defense portion where we have to defend ourselves using only jujitsu against strikers, and then. Uh, we do that three or four times, different positions, and then we do sports jujitsu. Okay. So all that, and then we still roll for I think for brown belt it was like two eight minute rounds. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to show you have to show within there like you're confident at using the moves, you know. Yeah. Within, within there and like you know getting the certain positions, you know that you're supposed to at brown belt, you're supposed to get there. So right. No, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's, I like that you said about the self-defense portion of it, you know, cause that's one of my also, that's also one of my big gripes about sport jujitsu is, you know, I think when a lot of people think about jujitsu in general, like out, like the outside population thinks about jujitsu, you know, I would think most people think about it as something that is used for self-defense. Like, that, like, Oh, that's that cool thing that you can use to defend yourself. You know, if you need to, like, you're a smaller person, you can defend yourself against a bigger person by implementing these techniques. Right. And, you know, it, I don't know. I feel like sport jujitsu has kind of corrupted jujitsu a little bit. You know, it's it's kind of worked its way in there a little bit. Now, you know, I got so many people that I see talking about, you know, I'm, yo, I, I could defend myself. I could win a fight on the street. And I'm like, man, like I've, there's been people who I've rolled against. And I'm like, I don't know. You think like you, maybe you might be able to get like your K guard over there and you might be able to invert and get a heel hook on somebody. But I don't know, man. Like. I've rolled against you and like maybe you should focus on the underhook first before we start <laughs> thinking about like these crazy guards that we're talking about here. Right. You know? There's something about like the guard pulling and stuff within sport jujitsu. As long as people understand that sport jujitsu is sport jujitsu and a lot of it isn't necessarily going to work when you can get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they understand that, I have no problem with it. But I see some people that are, I'm just like, man, I think you're way too overconfident. And your ability to defend yourself, you're like even blue belts and stuff. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I think maybe you should focus on those underhooks a little bit more than, you know, what you've been, you know, what you've been trying to do. So, you know, your frames and underhooks first before we start talking about doing, you know, your your spider guard, how good your spider guard is over here, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely, you know, the more I've been thinking about jujitsu and the, like the higher I've gone up in the ranks. The more I've been trying to make sure my game is pretty applicable to like a one-on-one defense type situation as well, so been really focusing on that. And uh, I don't know, man. Like as I got my brown belt, like I've been trying to find another challenge to take on. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I kind of want to see how applicable my my jujitsu is in a fight. So you know, I've been looking around. I got some people at my school that have been doing like amateur MMA fights, and. Uh, you know, I'm really, you know, thinking about making that 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 jump into doing maybe a couple MMA fights to, you know, really really test myself and test my jujitsu in a fight. You know, I know it's not a real fight on the street, but you know, it's probably as close as I'm gonna get without you know being in real trouble, right? You know, you get on the street, you can't, you know, you can't predict anything out there. So yeah, um, you know, it's something, you know, maybe something I want to challenge myself with is doing doing a fight and seeing where I'm at. I've done a lot of like fight training with the people that, that fight, you know, I'm the wrestling coach, you know, a lot of times when we're going into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've been training a little bit, but I kind of want that, um, 
I want to feel what that adrenaline does to you, right? You know, yeah. like that adrenaline when you're in there, that's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. When you're in there. Anybody who's competed, you know, knows what, what the difference is, right? You know, I think, who was it? I, there, there's like a quote, and I think you've said it before, where it's like, you know, everybody has a game plan or everybody's a black belt or everybody's this or everybody's that until they get punched in the face. Yep. You know, and that, that was, adrenaline um, starts pumping. Yep. That right? was Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, and I had a drill sergeant in, in in the army who used to always say that. You know, he'd be like, "Soldiers, every all of you think you have a plan, but what happens when you get punched in the face? All right, can you retain the knowledge? You know, he used to always say that. Can you retain the knowledge when you get punched in the face, or when like that that adrenaline starts hitting you? Can you retain it? So it's a different ball game, man. I've seen a lot of people go into competitions who I know are competent, and then it's like their first or second competition. And, you know, I just, you see him get that thousand yard stare and I'm like, Ooh, he's feeling it right now. He's in the, uh, <laughs> he's in the sunken place right now. I know he's in there screaming at himself. All right. I know he's in there like, yo, you need to do this, do it. You know, and just, but he's frozen, you know? And I'm just like, all right, man, let me, let me coach you through this right now. All right. Let me, let me get you back to the basics. All right. You know, but that adrenaline, it gets to you, man. And I want to feel it. You know, I kind of want to feel that in a fight and see how my jujitsu holds up. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sadly in that same boat. Like, um, yeah. for like for com- you know, for com- for competing, um, like my my school, we have like a kickboxing class too, and okay. the coach there, he's you know, he's one of the best in Detroit, uh, when it comes to striking. And I was like, I just randomly, you know, was talking to him. I was like, you still do privates? He was like, yeah. I was like. Okay, I might be talking to you soon. So it was like, I was talking to some other training uh, guys I trained with, and I was like, yeah, you know, I was supposed to be doing uh, privates with uh, Master Paul and whatnot. And he was like, you think about stepping in the cage, bro? I'm like, <laughs> nah, not really. He was like, okay, once you start learning striking, you might change your mind. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to fall into that, man, because I'm – <laughs> you know, thirty. I'm thirty five. Uh-huh. I can't afford to go fight for like two hundred dollars and get punched in the face. You know? No, for sure. You know, you're still right there at like the prime, like the back end of the prime, right? Yeah. When they talk about that. You know, I'm right there too with you, bro. Like, right, right in that kind of same boat. You know, working my way the same direction. So, um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be like no UFC fighter. Like, I ain't trying to do all that. You know, I got it. I got some good stuff going on in my life. You know, like. I'm cool, bro. I'm right. good where I'm at. You know, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I enjoy. I got enough concussions for football, man. Like man. I, I got enough con- concussions playing football my whole life growing up. I don't need to get punched in the head too much more. So, no, not uh, but I do. It would be nice just to challenge myself, you know, especially those amateur uh, rules in Pennsylvania where, like, when you're on the ground, you can't punch people in the head, uh, type of thing. It's all body shots. So, um, you know, there's no like knees or elbows and stuff like that so i think it'd just be something cool to do you know just maybe take that next level in there you know not, nothing crazy nothing you know, crazy to, right yeah just trying no, to I check just, it out i just kind of want to do it for the strength and conditioning um because i've i've seen how his classes run and he definitely put his uh put his fighters through the uh you know through a gauntlet every training and then it's like okay we're gonna spar so it's like i just kind of want to get that adrenaline i mean you know get that that cardio up because i'm you know thinking about competing like at least about four or five times uh next year so i want to be ready and i want to stay ready so 
strength and conditioning i know nice. it's like kind of like my weak my weak spot right now so definitely gonna be putting a lot of focus on that and his class is definitely going to be able to do it so nice man yeah I'm, I'm always like a big you know i'm a promoter of doing competitions for sure um you know, I, I don't push it on people like, hey, if you don't, everybody's got different things that they're trying to accomplish. Right. But you know, I definitely think if somebody if somebody comes into jujitsu and they're they're saying to themselves, you know, I really want to be able to use this if I get into like a real fight. You know, if they're if they're saying that to themselves, like, man, you got to challenge yourself in competition. You got to feel how how adrenaline changes everything. You know how when you lock up in a competition, you know, it's just different mm -hmm. than just rolling on the mats like normal. So, you know, I definitely encourage people, especially if they have some idea they're going to use this in a real life situation, you know, hey, just go dip your toe in there. I think a lot of people get afraid because they're like, they don't really understand it. They're like, man, what if I go in there against like some world champion black belt and I get my butt kicked, you know, and I, you know, I get hurt or something like that. I'm like, ah, generally, they're going to try to like match you up against somebody who's like your same size your same experience level your same mm -hmm. belt you know all, all that stuff right they're gonna they're gonna try to find somebody who's like you all right so you don't have to really worry about that too much you know and your coach should definitely be there um helping you out through the process you know making you feel comfortable with it you know if you're if you're trying to get into it so um yeah i definitely try to promote people you know going to competition if if uh that's something they, they you know that they want to do so definitely i i encourage everyone to like yeah do it once at least do one like at yeah. least do one competition like if you don't if you even if you're not a competitor and you just want to like you know like you said test your merit when it comes to your jujitsu because it is different from rolling with you know your guys you see every you know every day versus this complete stranger who you know you know you know nothing about so yeah. it's a it's a, it's I, a I always tell it's people a definitely definitely uh big difference yeah, I always tell people when they're first going in there, especially like white belts, I always call it white belt grip fatigue, right? Yeah. You know, it's like when you go in there and you lock up with somebody and before you know it, you just spent three minutes just clenching your fists as hard as you could. And you're like, man, why why are my forearms like Popeye's forearms right now? You know, they're so, <laughs> I feel like they're about to explode it's because, you know, that adrenaline hits you and, you know, you were, you were locked up there. I was like, bro, you were locked up there for a long time. You know, let's let's get the massage gun out and let's start massaging these forearms before we get this next comp, you know, this next uh, competition in. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's definitely a real thing that uh, people have to, you know, think about when they when they when they go into it. So, um, yeah, it's you know, I think it's pretty important, right? It's important to drill. It's important to you know roll around. You know, do you like your free rolling in class and you know after class or whatever. And then you know, it's there's also value in competing. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. That. You know, just trying to get as much jujitsu in my life as I possibly can. So that's yeah, kind of like my, sure, my that's kind of like my my thing right now. Is just how much jujitsu can I squeeze in 2023? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm still trying to get back, man. Like I, I before the pandemic, I mean, I was training five, six, sometimes seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. You know, like I was just in it, right? And then you know, that hit and like, there's some motivation issues going through it and, you know, work got crazy. So I'm still trying to work back into like a really consistent schedule. I'm probably about pretty consistently three times a week right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and sometimes I can get four or five in depending on the schedule, but I'd probably say like on average, I'm probably getting three, 
three three like three good sessions in a week on top of me uh i also coach one class like a nogi class throughout the week so um yeah i'm still trying to work back into it man that 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 the, the whole lockdown and stuff kind of uh threw me off track oh a yeah bit. so and i'm I sure it threw it, a lot I think of it drew a lot, off track i think too, it right? threw a lot of people off track it sure a lot of people. sure the hell did man <laughs> yeah like and it, like the the, the 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 that all happened while i was at purple bell right so um I, i've heard you talk about like what was the hardest belt before right and mm-hmm. like purple belt had like that type of struggle at it for me right it was just yeah. like that motivation struggle and i'm sure a lot of people had that at different you know they're they're different point you know in their journey here you know they 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 felt that at during the lockdown so you know that was definitely pretty pretty struggle you know a pretty big struggle for me but you know blue belt man that was a tough one for me like it, it, it there there was something about blue belt that you know i really had to learn a lot you know to keep my motivation up right so like and i've heard you talk about this also where at some point you need to stop caring so much about the belt that's around your waist and start caring more about like the journey and what you're learning throughout it right oh yeah and the sooner we get to do that the kind of easier the journey becomes for us right and at blue belt i was like man at like probably six or eight months in i was like i'm starting to feel like this motivation slump you know i don't feel like i'm progressing and then i talked to my coach and my coach was he basically just gave me that information man he was like Yo, you you need to start challenging yourself. You know, stop caring about the next belt. The next belt's gonna come. All right, and go challenge yourself. Go find, you know, go put yourself in positions that you're not strong in, and learn how to be strong in them. Right, that'll give yeah. you enough motivation to carry yourself through. Definitely. So, being a wrestler, right? Like my game is almost always a top game that I'm playing. Take down the top game. So at blue belt, every month, I would just focus on one guard for that month. Right. And it was only that guard. No matter what I was doing in like open mat, it was always I. Let me start in close guard. I'm gonna work a bunch of close guard stuff. Let me work in half guard. No matter what happens, they pass my guard. I'm gonna fight as hard as I can to get back to half guard and work all my half guard stuff, right? And I'm just gonna focus on a guard every month, you know. And that really helped me kind of get through this big plateau that I was, you know, feeling a lack of motivation mm-hmm. um, going in there. Just put myself in positions I'm not used to, right? You know, and it sucked. I'm not gonna lie, it sucked. There was times where I was like, "Man, like, I'm getting beat by people who I know I can beat." You know, and it it, it helps you kind of like check that ego a little bit. You know? Oh yeah. That's one one of those big parts of jujitsu that you gotta you gotta learn how to do is check your ego a little bit. Definitely. And <laughs> and while you're sitting here talking, I was just thinking about uh the fact that like you say like you just challenge yourself to do different things. And in my school, we're you know we're a smash style jujitsu. Uh, you know, so a heavy, lot of big guys, a lot of big guys, yeah. you know, heavy, heavy pressure passing and stuff like that. So for a while, we rarely did triangles because we, you know, because our main thing was to learn how to punish triangles, you know, people throwing up triangles and stuff like that. Right. So big guys, right? Big guys, right. Big guys. So <laughs> so this last month, I don't even know how I even came to this. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start throwing up triangles why out of (laughs) out of everything to throw start throwing up was triangles first it was like okay i'm gonna learn how to you know escape to get to the back which was been been going good but i've been kind of like slacking because i've been sick uh a couple weeks ago but now it's like trying to set up to you know set up triangles not just 
throw them up there and you know hope for the best but actually set up to get to you know set up to get the triangles uh-huh and and i'm looking like dude what 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 are what are you on right now like like out of all like out of all things that you know is a no-no in this school because you know you're gonna get smashed like why triangles but i kept i you know it's one of the things i was like i'm gonna see if i can stop it you know uh-huh so it's been yep, going okay so far Nice. Yeah. And through that, like, you know, eventually you're going to go up against people who, you know, maybe they're not as big. Right. And then you're just going to be that much more prepared because, yeah. of you know, that, the, that struggle that you were going through, you're like, you know, all of a sudden you're going up against somebody who maybe isn't as big. And you're like, man, like this is so much easier now. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm trying to do it. And I ain't got that big, you know, 250 pound guy on top of me trying to smash me. And, you know, this 200 pound guy, I feel like I can handle a little better with it, you know, so you know, going through it, going through that struggle is only going to make you better, man. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. That's one thing I learned, uh, you know, doing that at Blue Belt was like, it just made my overall game better. You know, just really, you know, I really able to be defensively sound, you know, by, by, by doing that, put myself in bad positions. So yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's big help. You know, I would definitely recommend it to anybody who has like a little plateau issue that they're, you know, hitting in their, like their motivation in jujitsu is uh, just put yourself in bad positions, man. And just work out of it. Yeah, definitely. You know? And, you know, once again, just to reiterate, you know, chasing belts, I mean, chasing colors, chasing stripes, man, it, you, you're, when you start doing that, you're focusing on the wrong part of jujitsu. Uh-huh. Cause you know, back in the day, they didn't have that. You had a white belt and then you had a blue belt, which was, you know, the, the, the head instructor or the master or something. Yep, yep. Yep. But you know, now we got colors and ranks and stuff like that. And I know I can admit I was I was there at one point where it's like man you know this person got a stripe so it made me want to work hard to get a stripe and then I got my blue belt and I think halfway through blue belt I was like I just want to do jujitsu like I don't, uh-huh. I don't I don't care and then uh you know like fast forward to now thinking like oh yeah you know in two years I'll be a black belt you know whatever I, you know I'm still mm-hmm. gonna do jujitsu. But just listening and hearing on like the the you know the younger guys or the white belts that's in class like yeah man you know I ain't get a stripe in a minute and blah blah blah, blah. and you know I can't wait to be a blue belt and this and this and that I'm looking like oh man I was there once uh huh I was like don't yeah, do that no, don't do that I'm glad, glad I kind of <laughs> kicked it just just like you I'm glad I, I'm glad I kind of kicked that um you know that kind of bad habit that you can get inside of it right and like my coach when when he explained it to me and how it kind of clicked to me. He was talking about, you know, like, hey, if you're if if what motivates you is the next belt level, what happens when you get a black belt? You know, like, where's your motivation going to come from once you have your black belt? You know, because there's not really another belt that you can get after black belt. I mean, I guess unless you want to talk about like a really long term goal of getting a coral belt or something like that. That's a long term goal. That's 50 years. Yeah, that's (laughs) good luck. That's a long long ass goal, (laughs) you know, so. You know, if you the sooner you can break the habit, the the better it is. Right. Because eventually we're all going to be black belts and. You know, your motivation is going to have to be something different than a belt, you know, so it's better to break it early than than later, you know, so that's the way I look at it, bro. You know, yeah, same thing, same thing. Like I, you know, when I like, yeah, once I got to once, you know, purple and I went through hell with purple, I was just like, man, you know what? I'm I'm just here. I'm nice. here. like once that, you know, I got my brown belt, I looked at it and I was like. I'm glad I got it because, it, you know, it just confirmed, you know, the the doubts that I had about myself when it came to jujitsu. But it also put a lot of stuff in perspective, too. 
So it's like, you know, now nice. I got this, now that I got this brown belt. Yeah, like you like, you know, the next step is black, but now I have to really, really show why I got this brown belt. Uh-huh. It's yeah, not, it's a lot you know, more than just skill that, yeah, that it's goes. A lot into more it, than right? skills. You know, I have to, you know, tighten up, you know, tighten up my game, get a lot more technical. You know, uh I was talking to another guest. Um he was like, you know, he's kind of in that same position I am. And he's like, man, you know, you're you're so used to being nice to people. Like, how do you turn that off? Because mm. even when, you know, even with, I'm, you know, if I'm rolling, like if I'm seriously rolling, I'm still kind of in that teacher mode. And okay. I come like, OK, I need to break that for my, you know, for my own sanity, because I'm never going to get jujitsu, you know, get as much jujitsu out of it if I'm always in teacher mode for myself. And Got you. if I'm going to compete, that other person is not going to give a, you know, excuse my French, but he's not going to give a fuck that I'm an instructor. He's going to look at me as another guy who's trying to choke him. So he's going to try to choke me first. Uh huh. Yep. So, That's for sure. <laughs> so That's I'm like, for sure. just trying to, you know, just trying to get out of that mind frame. So like these last couple, you know, last couple of classes we've been rolling, man, I just been like, just going for the hunt. I'm like, yeah, I can't play around with you guys anymore. Yeah, that's so. the difference between like wrestling and jujitsu, right? It's like I don't have to think about like me wanting to hurt somebody or me wanting to not necessarily hurt somebody, but like me wanting to be so aggressive that I force somebody to tap in wrestling, mm-hmm. right? And I can just be aggressive and it's like a it's like a competitive aggressiveness, but it's not like a there's not really any type of I don't know, that that extra level of force that's going into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um and maybe that's kind of what's helped me in jujitsu a little bit, not like, cause I'm the same way. Like, I don't really have that switch where I'm just like, dude, I'm trying to freaking rip your head off. Right. Right. You know, I don't really have that switch. You know, I'm not a good mat enforcer. Right. You know, I don't, nah, not I, at all. I don't like hurting people. <laughs> I'm just like, yo bro, like you okay. Like, you know, I, I want to make sure everybody's okay. Right. You know, other people have that switch and it's a little bit different, but, um, yeah, in competition, you know, if I want to go for the finish, you got to hit that switch. You know, you want to get those finishes. Sometimes you got to hit that switch and just, you know, under control you know just you know hit that switch and get a little bit more aggressive to get those finishes sometimes right you know but yeah definitely definitely gonna work on it man you know i don't want to be you know i don't want to try and hurt nobody i i but i still want to be able to turn that intensity up just a little bit if need be you know yeah for sure you know that's one thing that um you know traveling down and training in brazil has kind of helped a little bit because they you know there's a lot of lot of gyms down there that have you know a lot more aggressive type training that's going on. You know, every time I go down there, I, maybe it's just because I'm the gringo in the room, you know, and I, I people are trying to attack the you know the foreigner that's inside the room or whatever. But I feel like people are bringing it. You know, <laughs> people yeah. are always like high intensity and they're really bringing it to me. You know, I get go up against that blue belt and he's like, man, I'm gonna finish you and I'm gonna show my instructor that I finished the brown belt over there. You know, and like I'm. That that's kind of like the the culture that you know a lot of a lot of places I've gone to down there have oh. you know it's like kill or be killed type yeah. of thing and um yeah that's that that's you know going down there I kind of get to test myself against that you know a lot a lot more and I you know been able to turn that switch on maybe a little bit you know I try not to go too much you know I don't want to don't want to hurt nobody and you know in a, a place where maybe I wouldn't you know it wouldn't be welcome to hurt somebody in so <laughs> right you know and that's and that's um, kind of like my um. I don't want to say fear, but it's a little bit of a, a concern rather, uh, you know, just going to visit other schools because I don't want to I don't want to come off as a douchebag, you know, coming in, you know, yeah, I'm a brown belt. Just want to come rep and roll with you guys. 
and I'm think they thinking I'm just about to come and just try to destroy everybody. And at the same time, I don't want to go to a school thinking everything is cool, but they're trying to destroy me because I'm a visitor and I'm a high rank. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, you get that man. too, man. Like at Brad, you know, somebody's trying to prove themselves against you. You know, like man, like I said, my coach is watching right now. I know he's in the corner. And you see, he sees me go a little bit harder against this upper belt. You know, maybe he might be like, yo, he might be ready for his belt. You know, right? He might be able to <laughs> that's that's kind of the mindset some people get into. Um and yeah, you gotta watch out for that. You know, yeah, especially I don't, I don't belt. every no now one's... and then someone someone tries to step up and challenge you and you gotta check them every now and then, right? Yeah, I don't wanna you know? be a test subject, okay? <laughs> yeah, right? right? I, I don't wanna be I don't wanna be your stepping stone. I just wanna come and do jujitsu, hang out and vibe, man. That's all I wanna do. Right? Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, vibe and you know, have a good time. You know, that's, that's yeah, that's it. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, I I love that stuff. I love jujitsu, and I love you know doing this. You know, yeah, man. To to the to the end, man. Jujitsu to the end, right? Yeah, man. But if you got anything else you want to add, man, um, you know, shout out your school. Uh, if you got any competitions coming up in the near future, man, you know, the floor is, is all yours. Awesome, man. Right, right before that, um, let me hit you with some rapid fire real quick. Oh yeah, all right. by I wanna, all means, just super super quick rapid fire because I want to hear. I love these little like controversial um, jujitsu topics where it's like fifty percent like this and fifty percent like this. Which one are you lay on, right? So yeah, let's go. You know, number one, a jujitsu competition. Is it a fight or is it a match? Oh right. man, it's a like, fight. I got a jujitsu fight coming up, or I got a jujitsu match coming up, right? So which one you got? Ah, uh, I say, I say, uh, I want to say fight. Okay. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yo, that's the awesome thing, right? I, I land on the match side, right? Because I'm just thinking fight. I'm thinking we're punching each other, right? Like there's something like that, you know? So there's definitely a fight, like a struggle. It's a struggle. Place, right. You know? So I know it's just one of those things where people are like, yo, I got a fight. I got a match. Some people are like, don't call it a fight. And they're like, well, it is a fight, you know? So it's one of those interesting things, right? How about yeah. this one? Well, gi or no gi? Gi. Which one do you prefer? Gi? Gi. All right. Yeah. So I'm, weirdly enough, I kind of prefer gi yeah, a little I, bit I as a wrestler. A gi guy. You know, I, I enjoy the challenge of it, right? You mm-hmm. know, um, how about this? Who would win in their prime? All right. Like if, if if you had to pick somebody, like two people going at in their prime, Gordon Ryan or Roger Gracie? Oh. In, in no gi. All right. They're competing in no gi. I would still have to think. I would say Gordon Ryan. Okay. Nice. Yeah. No, I. I, I think so too. Yeah, I think Gordon might attack the legs a little bit on him, and uh, maybe he'll find some success there. You know, he's, it would be interesting. I would love to see it, man. Because he's that so be... he's so oddly technical. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like it's like just watch. It's like literally watching him roll. Like it's it was a video he's rolling with um um what is his name? Uh, he was he played the mountain on um Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, Bjorn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bjorn Hoffman. Yep, Bjorn. Yep. So they were rolling with, you know, he's rolling with him. And I'm like, okay, this dude got a good 30, 40 pounds on this guy. Granted, you know, he doesn't train jujitsu, but he's still, you know, freakishly strong. But just watching him just like technically manhandle this big guy. Right. It's like I watched that video maybe a good 12 times on loop, dude, trying to just dissect how he was moving. And I'm still like, man, how, man? Like, it, I don't know, man. His his jujitsu IQ is is unbelievable. Yeah, it's I like that. And then I think about like 
Gordon's match with Buchecha, mm-hmm. you know, and how his last match with him, like it, it was really close. Really and how close. good Buchecha's at. And then I don't know if you saw that picture of Gordon and Roger and Hodger Gracie uh competing or not competing, but training with each other. Mm-hmm. They they got the training with each other. And man, I was looking at that and I was like, damn, Hodger Gracie's a big mofo. Like he's <laughs> he's big, man. Like I knew he was big, but just like seeing him compared to Gordon, I was like, that's crazy how big he is. So like, I'd be interested in it, but I, I probably got Gordon in that too. Yeah. Right. So how about, um, I don't know if you've heard much about this, but Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus American jiu-jitsu, right? You know, that's like one of those things that keeps coming up lately in the competition scene. You know, they're like, well, you know, we're here in America. We got American jiu-jitsu, bro. And like Brazilians are like, nah, it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? And then some people are just like, hey, it's just jiu-jitsu, you know? You know, every time I go down to Brazil, um, I always I get at least one question, like, what's up with Americans calling it American jiu-jitsu? And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't really participate in that. I just call it jiu-jitsu, right? You know, I just, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Um, I can't honestly, I mean, unless you're talking about like the, the American jiu-jitsu being like the sport aspect of jiu-jitsu, like the, like the sport competing jiu-jitsu, I learned a martial art. I learned Brazilian, I I learned Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And mm. that's about, you know, I can't say like, what's American? What's this? What's that? Like, nope, I learned jujitsu. Yeah, it's just you like know. a branding thing that's getting put on it, right? right. You know, people are trying to brand it in their sp- particular way. And, you know, I've just been seeing it the last couple of years, people using the term American jujitsu. And I'm just like, ah, like, I don't know. I don't have an ego in that type of way. So no, I, I don't I, really I, care I don't what either. it's called. I, don't, I, don't I just care. love learning it. Right. You know, that's it. You know, um, what do I got here? I think I had. <clears throat> Have you ever um do you do you know what's going on with like closeouts and like not closing out you know, what what that is? No. Right? So like closeouts are when two people from the same team meet each other in the finals and instead of competing they basically like whoever has like seniority or whoever's lesser in the seniority on that team forfeits to the person with the higher seniority. What? Okay? Right? Yo, and but the but the issue is like, hey, if this has happened at a grappling industries, whatever. But it happens a lot of times at like the world stage. So you're like, you invest in the watching a, a jujitsu world championship tournament, and then in the finals, they're just like, hey, there's no final match. Like they just closed out with each other instead. So there's no finals match to watch. It's like seeing two teams get to the Super Bowl and be like, hey, we're just good friends, so we're not going to compete. You know, <laughs> and it's like what, you know. So it happens a lot, but like jiu-jitsu organizations are starting to kind of fight back against it and ban it so i didn't know if you've ever heard about it before but i'm definitely on the no closeout part of that right like i want to see people compete you know like let's let's compete that's disgusting right like that's how i think about it especially as you know coming from the wrestling background so uh, so you're you're i get it it's supposed to be a sign of respect right it's just supposed to be like hey we're good buds we're not gonna fight each other right like we're not gonna you know, we're not going to try to hurt each other or anything like that. You know, it's a respect thing. That's that's where it comes from. But for me, coming from no. wrestling, <laughs> the greatest respect you can give to the other person in wrestling is going out there and you guys, you know, let's, give 100%. And let's leave it on the mat. And leave it on the mat. And guess what? We shake hands afterwards. That's it. You know, exactly. we shake hands and we're like, yo, you got me, man. You know, like, like so. I'm like, so you're telling me if me and my trainer, if me and one you know, guy from my school, we go in a 16-man bracket. I'm busting my hump going, you know, going through everybody, all these matches back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And you tell me if this guy has a little bit of seniority on me, I kind of drop, you know, I have to forfeit on a technicality? 
Yeah, I mean, some some schools do it like that. Like, I see a lot of it's like there's some type of, um, you know, some type of seniority that takes place within the team. You know, sometimes people are like, hey, this guy needs more points um, to, like, qualify for the world championships or something like that. So you're going to forfeit to him so he can get his points so you can qualify for the world championship. You know, that kind of happens a little bit. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's, it's basically that. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not for it. And. I get tired of watching like worlds and I invest like a seven hours into a day to watch it. And then we get to the finals and people are just like, nah, like we're just not going to compete. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I want to see you guys compete against each other. I, I just paid money it, to watch I, this. I get like, it, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand <laughs> the respect part of it, but just coming yeah. from wrestling, I just, I can't understand why people would want that necessarily. It's just not in my DNA to, okay, so to do that. Let's just do best of both worlds. You can still do that, but we still want a match. Uh huh. We want some type of match. Let's just give right? us we a want... match. If you do, if you decide, you know, if this is me and you, and it's like, all right, Drew, you need these points to get to X, Y, Z. I'm already there. Okay, I'll give you the, you know, I'll quote unquote give you the match. But let's still go out here and roll. You know, let's still put on a match. Uh huh. So. No, yeah, yeah. Hey, if there's some, you know, some some equal ground we can come on, like, yeah. That um, I can see us getting there, you know, yeah. for sure. But last one, guard puller takedown. Takedown. Takedown, my man. That's Take what I'm talking about. <laughs> Takedown all the way. You know, Take that guard pull, like, it's it's cool for sport jiu-jitsu, but, man, like, that's just not what jiu-jitsu was about. You know, it's not, you know, the closed guard was, you know, something, from my understanding, was something like, hey, like, uh, somebody took you down, so we're going to go to closed guard and work our way up. Exactly. Right? It's not like, hey, I'm, I'm going to put myself here. You know, like usually you see those old Gracie tapes and they're trying to like judo take down people. And when it fails, they go to the guard, mm -hmm. you know, like they're not purposely putting themselves there, you know, so um, big takedown guy. So or you see those yeah. or you see those matches where like they'll get in close and they'll both pull guard. It's like, uh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I've seen that. And I'm just like, oh, man, how do I explain this to my friends who don't know jujitsu? Like, <laughs> how do I explain these guys? Like, I, I did a super fight once and the guy pulled guard right away and started butt scooting towards me. Uh. And it was like, it was live streamed on the internet. And like, my boys were watching it back home. And they were like, yo, once he started scooting his butt at you, we were like, what the hell was he doing? Like, I was like, I don't know, man. That's just part of the sport. You know, it's the weird sport that I love, you know, so <laughs> that's the weird thing that I'd like to do. So, um, so yeah, you know, um, definitely. I appreciate you having me on here, man. And, uh, just talking, you know, just talking a little about a uh, little bit about the thing we loved on, you know, got so much more to talk about. So maybe one day, you know, far down the line when we're both like second degree black belts, you know, we can talk with each other and, you know, see, see where we each other are at you know if i'm ever up there in michigan i'll definitely be hitting you up you know trying to trying to get some get some rounds in man you know, like share the mats together likewise man well we'll we, you know we'll definitely talk way before second degree black belt but <laughs> right yeah man it was it was definitely a pleasure man to sit down and talk to you man so we definitely gotta uh keep in contact dude for sure yeah for sure yeah we can talk for hours about this thing yeah, you know sure. days Yes, right. <laughs> days, <laughs> days. Um, Yo, good luck in your competition, man. Man, yeah, likewise, likewise. Thank you, dude. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And uh, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank my guest Drew uh, for coming on the show. I really hope you enjoyed the tales of some of our experiences. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook and Instagram page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. <laughs>